everybody, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and this episode, a lot more random things, but first, I'm going to go into Poor people act rich, rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to tax time. Just pay your taxes, pay your bills. Don't rob Peter, pay Paul. The reason I say that is because when your bills are paid, you're a little more better. You don't have to be stressing over the, the, the small things. Also, remember, never quit your day job while conquering the world. You can achieve everything you want if you just put the effort. And remember this, time is money, money is time. Don't waste time, don't waste money. That's what my daddy always says. My father's pretty much legit, because my father's a Vietnam vet. You know, he was from, he was in that war, in that campaign. And my dad was one of McMore's um, army. He was in the VA. He was in VA, volunteered army. He was, he was VA, he was drafted army. That's the difference. VA means volunteer, DA means drafted. My dad was a DA, he was drafted into the US Army. So my dad went into the army and stuff like that. And my dad had a little bit of knowledge and a lot of good wisdom. Yeah, my dad was a little tough and hard and stuff because he was a soldier. So, you know, when it comes to when it comes to raising kids and stuff, all he knew was the way the military taught. So he instilled this discipline into the things that I'd done. And then that made me a better person because I joined the United States Marine Corps. And that made me a better person. So I learned instillment of naval tradition of what the Marine Corps instilled into the legacy and the heritage of Montfort Point. That's where the first colored Marines were trained at under Sergeant Major Hubb, Sergeant Major Johnson, and also Charles C. Branch, the first black Marine officer into the United States Marine Corps. And that heritage and that legacy instills into me. So the reason I tell you that real quickly is because that's just what's my heritage from there. Also, my grandfather on my mother's side of the family was one of the great little jazz legends who played with Jay McShann, Count Basie, Gelatin, Charlie Parker, Billy Moten. He also played with some of the great legends like some of the great legends like Louis Armstrong, Sachimo, and he played with a lot of others of great legends. That was my grandfather. My grandfather was a great legend. He was at the time, at the time of doing Prohibition. So my grandfather was a great jazz legend. Wasn't one that was on the major, major pop stream. Jazz legend, and you love jazz, and you knew the jazz aficionado. That was my grandfather. He was a drummer. He played drums, and he was really good at what he did. He didn't play by. Uh, I went to school. My grandfather played by doing. Played by ear. He was a master. Uh, he was a master of all. He was a jack of all trades, a master of none. That was my grandfather on my mom's side of the family. Now on my dad's side of the family, I didn't know his father, but I knew his stepfather. That's what they say, stepfather. But really, that was his father. You know, that was just him. Because he was always around, so that was his dad. That's the only person I knew when I came to know him. That was him, and that was his pop, that was, we just call him T. His name was Thomas, Thomas Perkins. T. Homer Perkins. Thomas Homer Perkins, that was him, we call him T. And that was just Papa T. That was him. He instilled in me of the, the audacity of honor, work, work hard, produce good labor. The reason why I tell you that is because I'm trying to tell you something about so you need to get into a beast mode society. When I tell you about getting into beast mode, a lot of people always ask me, well, you say get into beast mode and all this stuff. And, but, you know, I'm trying to tell you this because I want you to understand something. 
look, life is hard. Stress is hard. What you do out there is very hard out in society. You're looking to get your challenges. It's going to be hard. Not everything is going to be easy. People always think that um, I can walk out. This is not like the um, 30s, the 40s, the 50s, or the 60s. It's not like that, or the 70s. It's not like that, well, you can quit one job, walk out the door, and walk right into another job. It's not like that. Nowadays, nowadays you just have to really work hard at what you do. Now, I do say this. If you're looking to be successful, it's not like you woke up one day and all of a sudden you're successful, or you woke up one day and you're a multi-billionaire, or you woke up one day and you're a multi-trillionaire, or you're a multi-millionaire, a thousandaire, a hundred, or a hundredaire. No, that's not how it works. This is how it works. You gotta get out there and you gotta work really, really hard at what you do. And you gotta get out there and you gotta push in the labor. A lot of times I hear people say, well, you know, I hear people say that, you know, if I get on my knees and I just pray and pray and pray and pray, that'll, that God will just manifest, God will help me. And reality is, yes. But see, there's a thing. There's a thing, there's a thing in the Bible. I'm not really going, I'm not going to get on preaching and stuff, but I'm going to give you a little biblical real quickly, just a little tad bit, because I need to give you this context, because it kind of ties in with everything. In the Bible, it talks about laws of talent. It's about how God gives, God, people use his laws of talent. There's four kids, four, four, four young kids. The mother sits there and tells each kid, each one of y'all, each four of each one of y'all can be successful once. Mom tells them they can all be successful. Dad says, that's true, but which one of y'all is going to be the most successful? That's the key. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give each one of y'all a talent. I'm going to give each one of y'all a token. So he gives each one a gold, gives each one a gold token. Each one gets a gold token. For, for the hard labor they did. They each went out there and they did what they did. He gave each one equally because he wanted to make sure that they all got the same amount each one got a token one token each two of them two of the kids took the token the bible it says count well, we'll use token i like token gave them the tokens and they buried it and hit it one took his token and he spent it and he spent his token and he just spent it because he was like i got money i'm gonna go spend it he went shot bought his Prada, bought his Birkins, bought his Gucci, his Louis Vuitton. He bought everything that he could buy. He was like, oh yeah, and then he went out and ate. He was good. Got his bread, his sandwiches, his sandwiches, and everything. He ate good. The last one took his talent, which was his token. And he took that token, and he invested it. He took it, and he invested it. Out of all the kids, the one who invested his token, what he did was something that he worked hard. He took his labor and he put it into something important. Meaning that he took his talent and he worked his token. He invested it, he put it into something he used. So that turned around, multiplied. His money, it multiplied. And then when it multiplied, he became a little more money. So he took one talent, he ended up getting three talents off of that one by doing what he was doing. So he did that again, and he kept multiplying, and he kept multiplying by working. He worked hard, he pushed out. The other one, he spent all of it, he had no more, he had no more token. He was broke, but his token, he was broke. So, but he didn't care, he was like, okay, I'm good. 
you know, I, I did what I wanted to do. I live, I live my life. I'm happy. You know, the other two hid their token. And they kept theirs. <clears throat> the one that, the one that sat there and multiplied his token, took one of his tokens, went back to his father, gave it back to him. Now I don't owe you. I don't owe you nothing. Debt's paid. Father's like, well, then. Father's like, well, okay. Father didn't want it back, but he took it. And he said, oh yeah, sign this contract. Sign this paper. Stating that I paid you. We're done. So he took his money. He kept multiplying his money. His money kept multiplying. He kept putting it up. He kept growing. His money started growing. He started kept working hard. He started working harder. He started working harder and harder, doubling and tripling his money. He started following the methods. And then he started doing what you call this thing. He started doing a manifestation called the written manifestation. Because what he did was he grabbed a sheet of paper and he wrote down exactly what he wanted to do, what he wanted to be. And he wrote it down 15 times. And 15 times he wrote it every day. Every day he kept writing the same thing. He kept writing it every day, every day. He kept doing it. And then he was out there working, pushing envelopes. He kept working hard. He kept pushing the envelope. He kept working hard. He kept doing what he said he was going to do. He spoke whatever he wanted to do. He spoke it into existence. He went to the universe. And the creator of the universe helped him manifest. The reason I'm telling you that in a little bit of a biblical term, and what, what that does that mean is that if someone offers, someone, it's better, it's like this. Would you rather have a handout or a hand up? Some people would rather have a handout. Give me. I'll take that and I'll go do what I want to do. Right? So if I give you a fish, you'll eat good for that day. But if I, te- but if I teach you how to fish, you'll, you'll, eat for, you'll eat for life. That's the metaphor. When it comes to work, when it comes to putting into labor and efforts of what you got to do, success is about you being out there doing the work. Nothing, nothing is given. Nothing is given, but everything must earn. You To earn, you must be able to work because you feel more accomplished. Here's a good, here's another example of an analogy. A mother, a mother, a mother and father gave their son. This is, this is typical with most parents. And I saw this on YouTube called The Entitled Child. It was on YouTube, a video about it called The Entitled Child. Mom and dad bought this kid the newest cell phone. The newest cell phone. Nothing wrong with a cell phone. Cell phone was good. But all of a sudden, a year later, Kids still had that new cell phone. He didn't. He still had that new cell phone. All of a sudden, the screen cracked on it. It got cracked screen. It was dirty. And everything. Guess what? He'd get up, his phone drop. You know, he'd, he'd drop it, get in water. Then he goes to his mom and dad. He said, hey, my phone don't work. Can you go buy me another one? They looked at him and says, no, we bought your phone. He says, no, my phone don't work. That phone don't work. I don't like that phone. I want another one. Go get me another one. Go buy me another one. I, I want you to buy me another one. Bought him another one. He keep every time they buy him a phone, he keeps destroying it. He, he didn't care. Here's what his dad finally realized something. Dad realized something. Dad sat there one day, started realizing that, hmm, I keep buying you these nice phones, but you don't take care of them. And he's like, What do you mean? So you bought me the phone, blah, 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 blah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Father turned around. Mom, father and mother turned around, and this is what happened. He goes and he goes, hey, mom, dad, I need a new phone. Dad says, I can't help you. What do you mean you can't help me? Well, you bought me the other phone. Well, you bought me this. 
years you said yes i did but we no longer will buy you another one you want a new phone go get it yourself what what do you mean then he goes around and says i hate you you're i hate you i don't like you you're not my favorite parents anymore ah he slams his door goes in the room slams his door father goes hmm my house mother goes no 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 he's just having to let him calm down let him cool off let him please he needs to let him cool off please honey don't 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 he needs to find himself he's emotionally stressed father goes okay stress done all of a sudden wife comes in the house wife comes in the house all of a sudden um a guy comes up truck comes up turns the water off a water water truck comes up water company comes up turns the water off all of a sudden light lights lights are off gas is off and he goes and wife goes honey hey um lights are off you have no gas you have no water what's going on sorry what do you want me to do uh aren't you gonna pay it no can't. She goes, why? Uh, because. Why should I pay for something? Why should I pay for something that I'm not using? Why should I pay for something that I'm not using? So his kid comes in there and goes, hey, dad. Hey, we got no lights. Okay, and what do you want me to do about it? Uh, go, to, go get it turned on. I'm sorry. It doesn't work that way. You want a new phone. Get the lights on, get a new phone. Which one? We got no gas. Okay, got no heat. Okay, what do you want? You want the gas, light, and water turned on? And we have no food. You want the gas, light, water turned on and food? Or you want that new cell phone? Which one? I gotta do something because apparently whatever I'm doing is not working with you and you're not listening. So he's like, oh my God. Oh, we don't have no heat. Oh, oh. But you want that new phone. So I gotta I gotta cut some things, get you that new phone. So he's like, okay. Fine, fine. I'll take the new phone. And he was sitting in there, house was dark. His friends were like, hey man, hey. He was like to those friends. He go to his friend's house, hanging out. His parents were sitting there. His parents were like, hey, uh, turn the lights off. So he turns the lights off. He says, what are you doing? My mom said, turn the lights off. I turn the lights off. I don't pay the bills. My dad pays the bills. My dad said, turn the lights off. Lights get turned off. I want a new phone. He says, I want the newest phone. Excuse me. He goes, what are you doing? I got chores I got to do. You can sit right here. Wait till I get done. I got chores I got to do. You got chores? What do you mean you got chores? Won't you just tell your parents? Yeah, I did. They are giving me the new phone. But I got chores I got to do. I got to maintain my... I live here. So in order for me to live here, I got to maintain the things that I got to do. More of the story is, hey, if you want something, you got to get it yourself. Don't let someone else give you a handout. Because eventually that handout's going to be, the handout's going to dry up. So what I'm telling you this is that you got to get out there. You want to be successful. You got to get out there and you got to push yourself. Push yourself as no one else pushes you, okay? You have to get into a mode set, a mindset, a beast mode. Get into that beast mode mindset. You got to get, get sick and tired of being sick and tired of you gotta get tired of the life the way you're living. If you're tired of the way you're living, change it. Don't settle. There's a thing. There's a thing. There's a thing called settlers. Don't settle when you can have something better. 
You want something better? Change what make change that lifestyle for the better. A lot of successful people, a lot of the most successful people did something. They wanted, they changed, they changed something about themselves. To be successful, they changed everything. I knew a lot of people that were successful, and the reason why they were successful is because they changed something about them. They stopped the way their habits are. They stopped the way they do things. So they go like this, okay. If I know this costs $40, let me see if I can find that for $10. Or better yet, find that for $2. Okay, that's $40. So he wrote $40 on a sheet of paper. He found it for $10. That's $30 he just saved. That $30 he rolled in, $30 he took that and he multiplied. That's what I'm talking about. If you can get something at a lower price, maybe a little bit, maybe a couple years, a little bit outdated, but still, that's exactly what you wanted. So what you gotta do is you gotta get out there and you gotta get out there and hustle. And you gotta get on that grind. And you gotta get out there and you gotta push in the effort. Because what you want, you gotta work hard for it. You gotta sweat, you gotta grind. You gotta get out there and you gotta grind. You gotta get on that grind. Grinding is gonna take some time. Success does not happen overnight. Like I said, Rome wasn't built in a day, nor was the nor was the pyramids of Giza and Egypt. They weren't built overnight, but they were built. Like the Eiffel Tower was not built in a day, it was actually built. The reason I talk, talk about that is like the um, thing. The guy who built the Eiffel Tower donated the Statue of Liberty to the United States. The United States was not the first country that, want, that, he, had, that he was gonna give that to. He had another country, but that country didn't want it. So the United States said, yeah, we'll take it. So he shipped it by boat in pieces and was assembled here in the US. The America, um, the America, the Industrial Revolution was built on the backs of slave labor. And what I mean by the rich, rich got rich by doing two things. Started manipulating the markets, fluctuating their time, learning how to utilize what they had. They wanted to be successful. So what they did was, if, there is, if there's a product out there on the market, like here's an example. This is what happened. Andrew Carnegie and J.P. Morgan and John Paul Getty, all of them learned how to do it and the Vanderbilts. What they did was they cut corners to, to dominate the market. Let's say you're say you're in the oil industry, all right? And you want to be the king of oil, okay? But there's other companies out there that are selling the same product. Let's say they're selling it for $5. Say they're selling it for $10 a barrel. Okay, of oil. You discover oil on your property. So what you have to do is you have to be able to undermine the product, undermine everyone, and become this beast. So you gotta cut corners. So what you do is you wanna get business. You wanna get business and stuff. Let me show you something, another way of thinking. That's the way of cutting markets. Here's the thing of business. Look at look at Walmart. Walmart is one of the biggest jobs. They have put many companies out of business because they did two things. Here's what they said. Good example, Huffy. Huffy is a bike company that was manufacturing products in the U.S. They started manufacturing their products over in China because they wanted to be a, they wanted to be more on the cutting edge because they wanted to be lucrative and make a lot of money. So they wanted to be this product of I'm gonna get it made in China, save some money, produce more profit. Here's what happened. Walmart comes along and says, we want your bikes in our store. Here's what happened. They said, yes, I want 100 units. So they get 100 units delivered and stopped. 
Walmart turns around and says, that sounds great. Here's what I want. Instead of 100 units, I want 1,000 units. And they're like, okay, we'll give you 1,000 units. They started manufacturing. They turned around and said, I want 10,000 units. Instead of 100,000 units, instead of a instead of 1,000 units, they say, I want 10,000 units. Walmart goes, yeah, we can. They say, yeah, we can do that. Walmart turns around and says, instead of that, Christmas is coming around. Instead of 10,000 units, I want 100,000 units. They get it manufactured over in China. They have a Chinese supplier that manufactures the products. Here's what happened. The Chinese supplier had everything shipped on a boat. A boat was transporting the products across the ocean. The boat capsized. It went down in the ocean. All of Walmart's products were done. The company could not afford to make their products. Could not afford to make their name. Ended up having to go bankrupt. The Chinese company that actually were making the bikes turned around and had to buy Huff. Now, that company now sold their company because they couldn't afford to make the product. What I'm telling you this, the reason why I'm telling you this is that sometimes getting stuff made in other countries, sometimes it's a gamble. It's like, it's like playing Monopoly or playing the game Shoots and Ladders. It's a gamble. It's like taking dices and playing craps. It's a gamble. You have to gamble. And gambling is gambling with your life. It's gambling with your life. So when it comes to making a product, you've got to gamble with it. Put yourself into the life that you want to do. You got to do what you want to do. Successful people sometimes gamble. Sometimes gamble. Like gambling on the stock market. Or like playing the lottery. Or investing in cryptocurrency. Sometimes you got to gamble. Sometimes you got to gamble. It's a plus and minus. It's like the yin and the yang on the yoke. You have to think about that. So when you come to building your success, you have to get into a beast mode mindset. Meaning that sometimes you're gonna, sometimes you're gonna fail. Here's what you gotta do. On the times that you fail, you gotta get up. You gotta pick yourself up. On the days that you fail, you gotta get up. That shows that, that shows you, that tells you and tells everyone else that you're successful. To be successful, you gotta get up on the days you don't wanna get up and get out there and work. You gotta get out there and grind. You gotta get into beast mode. You gotta be able to work hard on the days you don't wanna work. I'm telling you that for a reason because when people look at you and your success, they're going to measure you. Roy Crocs, the guy who pioneered McDonald's, he didn't found in McDonald's. No. McDonald's was founded by the McDonald brothers. What he did was Roy Kroc became, he found a way that he can make more money with McDonald's than anybody else. What he did was he became the largest real estate broker in the United States because he bought the land that the McDonald's were, were being put on. And then he just turned around and leased the land to the franchises. So he was getting money off of the products as well as also rent. Talk to me. That's business. In the sounds of silence, let me show you, let me tell you a little thing I want you to do. This is what I want you to do, okay? I'm gonna cut this short. This is what I want you to do. I want you to sit there. I want you to sit there and I want you to, I want you to sit there in total silence. Just be very quiet and just think. Think. Use your brain. We don't use, we only use 10% of our brain. Because our left, hemis, our left hemisphere and our right hemisphere is never in sync. Only time our right and left are always in sync is when we're sleeping. Because they, they automatically stop. 
it's like a rotating, like it rotates. Then it stops together and they sink. And when they sink together, guess what happens? We start thinking. We only think like that when we meditate, if you're in a good meditation or you're sleeping. So I tell you that when it comes to business, you gotta be able to put effort out there. And if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna get into business or with a singer, songwriter, actor, actress, whatever you wanna do to be successful. To be successful, this is what you gotta do. You gotta do something you don't wanna do. Get out of your comfort zone. That's the key. Get out of your comfort zone and put in the work. Work hard, work hard, work hard. Get out there and grind. Get out there and be in beast mode. I tell you to be in beast mode. When you're in beast mode, I'm telling you. Um, so I, I, I talk to people every day of my life. And I would tell someone, hey, you should start a podcast. Or hey, you should run for governor. Or hey, you should be mayor. Or, hey, you should do this. And you know what they tell me? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. Let me tell you something. Instead of thinking about it, just do it. Because other people see something in you that no one else will ever see. See, people see things about you that no one else ever sees. When people see things about you, that's a good thing. If they see something positive that you're doing, that's a good thing. Because they see what you don't see. They see it. I'm telling you, I see the potential that you, that each and every one of you have. And if you want to be successful, you want to have that, that dream of living comfortable. I know people that they have this alter ego. And I'm telling you right now, they have an alter ego. And they go and they say, I have an alter ego. And my alter ego says, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. What I'm telling you is that you need to be able to push yourself. Push yourself like you never pushed yourself before. You have to get yourself into a mindset. You got to start thinking. Get your right brain, your left brain thinking. That's what I'm talking about. When you do that, you will be able to achieve everything you want. Because you have to push yourself. That's what I mean. You got to push yourself. You got to tell yourself what you're going to be. Um, some of the greatest successful people always had this mentality. A person once said, no one in life can achieve the dreams unless you push yourself. To push yourself, you have to do something you don't want to do. One of the most successful person of color I met, and I met him by accident. He was at an airport, and I was coming through. He was just sitting there taking commercials, taking a commercial flight, but he was a multi-millionaire at the time. It was in the 80s. He was a multi-millionaire. I didn't know he was a millionaire. He didn't look like a millionaire, but he was a millionaire. Well, let me tell you what he did. He was taking commercial flights. See, rich people, true rich people, the people that are truly, truly rich don't flaunt their wealth. The ones who are trying to be rich flaunt their wealth. Like when you see on TV, like remember the, if you are, if you're from my generation, if you from my era of generation, you remember the 80s, the 80s had a TV show called the Lifestyle of the Rich and Famous. Here's the word, rich and famous. It was more famous people than it was rich. Because famous people want to live like a certain lifestyle because of a status. They had to live like that because of status, simply. 
you know, the wealth. They had to show their wealth. Look at my look at my look at my ten million dollar home. Look at my twenty million dollar home. Look at this, look at that. That's lifestyle of the rich and famous. And people would say, okay, that's what they did. It was hosted by Robin Leach. And he talked about success. He talked about how everyone was always showing off these nice houses, all the cars they had, all the money they they were spending, but not realizing that each and every one of those people started somewhere. They started from the bottom. Each person started from the bottom. They each put in hard work. So you, as a person, have to put in labor. You have to tell yourself, if you want to live that lifestyle like the rich and live rich and have wealth upon your wealth, you need to be able to just put in labor. Success is hard and success is the keys. You have to tell yourself that today is my day to change what I'm about to do. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to push in the dream. I'm going to start doing something that I should I have never done before. That's what you gotta be able to do. You gotta wake up one day and tell yourself, hey, today's my day. This is the day that I'm going to change everything that I'm going to do to be successful. I'm going to be mega rich. I'm going to own my own network. I'm going to own my own um, TV production company. I'm going to own my own movie company. No. Tyler Perry, same person. Same example. Same person. Do you think he woke up one day and just said, oh, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to have my own production company. I'm going to own soundstage. No. You know what he did? He worked hard. He talked about, oh, I was homeless. Oh, I was homeless or I was abused. Yeah, they have their backstories. A lot of successful people have backstories. Good backstories, bad backstories. But some of the most richest people don't have those, oh, I was homeless or I was poor. No, some of them just got out there and said, well, tell us your secret to success. I got out there and I grind. I got out there and I grind. And I grind hard. That's the success story. I got out there and I grind hard. That's how I became rich. So what is your key to success? I got out there and I let I didn't let anyone tell me no. Because when they told me no, that just means more that just means new opportunities. No, new opportunities. I just got out there and I pushed and I worked hard. I never quit my day job while I was conquering the world. There was a guy back in the 80s called Charles J. Gibbons. A successful guy who was out there talking about being successful. Yeah. Look at look at Tony Robinson. Guy was his door-to-door salesman. And now look at him. He's one of the biggest self-help, proclaimed self-help gurus on the market today. And you know what? He worked. He grinded. He grinded hard. He kept working. He kept pushing himself. He pushed when no one else would push him. On days when he didn't feel like getting up in the morning to get out there and go do what he do, he was doing it. He was pushing his books. He was pushing his self-help tapes, his cassette tapes, his, his vinyls, his CDs, his videos. You know, VHSs and DVDs. He was pushing that stuff. He was telling people 
how to change their lives, how to achieve the things. He was telling people what they are. Here's the catch. He was giving people, he was telling people what they already knew. See, a lot of people, you already know how to be successful. Every one of you know how to be successful. The problem is, you just don't listen to yourself. You want someone else to tell you what you already know. became successful. Les, Les Brown, same person, motivational speaker. Look what he did. He got out there. He kept going. He kept pushing. He kept talking to people. He kept telling people, you can change your life. You got to go on it. And then famous people started listening to him. And, and then everybody started following him. Deepak Chopra, a master guru. Deepak Chopra, master Gupta guru. Told, telling people, you got to get out there. You got to do it. He didn't wake up one day and say, oh, I'm a guru. No, gurus are not, are not born. Some are. Most of them are, most of them are made. And he made himself a famous guru. Why? Because he kept pushing himself. He started doing it. He started going out there, telling people exactly how to be successful. It's a hard process. It's a long process. It's a grinding process. So I'm going to tell you this. Get out there on your grind. Get out there on your grind. Get into beast mode, okay? You gotta get into beast mode. And you gotta get into the mindset. This is what I'm gonna do. This is a must. You gotta take the word can't out of your thing. Put the word can't out of your vocabulary and put must. Like you say, I can't be successful. You gotta say, I must be successful. I have to be successful. You gotta show people why you gotta be successful. Why you gotta do this. And you gotta give people a product or, or service or something that you're giving them that they're willing to give up their hard-earned money for you. Look at this, Gabriel Iglesias, Gary Owens, uh, Will Smith, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock. Do you think they just woke up one day, oh, they're the greatest, uh, oh, yeah, and even the mastermind himself, you know, even the mastermind himself, like Richard Pryor, and even the great legend, like the, one of the great modern legends, Dave Chappelle. Do you think they just woke up one day and all of a sudden they go, they went down to the comedy house and like, Ooh, I'm on stage now, 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 now pay me. Where, where my money at? No, they got out there and they grind. They went to dirty business places. They were going door to door. They were going door to door to different clubhouses, comedy houses. They were working. They were grinding, hardening their skills, hardening their craft, practicing it. Even Wanda Sykes. Hello. They did not, all these great comics, didn't sit there and just all of a sudden one day they woke up and all of a sudden now they're like, no, they got out there and they worked hard. They started grinding. They started grinding to the point to where they made themselves great. People took notice of them. Here's, here's another example. I heard this and this is a true story. Success and money make a person look really good. There's a guy. He is not that good looking. I mean, he's not the greatest looking person in the world. But guess what? People said he was ugly. People did not want to talk to him when he was in school. No girl would ever date him. He's a multi-billionaire. Every woman wants to date him. Bill Gates. 
True story, Bill Gates. Bill Gates was in school. Not one girl would want to date him because he's Bill Gates. Paul Allen, everybody, successful people. No, when you start making money and you start coming up, you start making money and you start being noticed and start getting more popular, people want to start hanging around you. Look at YouTube. Some successful people on YouTube that are making millions. When they first started, they, people didn't want to hang around them. Girls didn't want to talk to them. Oh, you ugly. You this, you that. But all of a sudden, he's getting popular. He's getting famous. And he's making more money. Then all of a sudden, everybody wants to be his friend. You know, everybody wants to hang around him. Everybody wants to be their buddy, wants to hang around him, wants to talk to him. Everybody wants to do what they thought they should be doing. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, I should be famous. I should do this. Oh, he's famous. He's, oh, look at him. He has money. He has a lot of money. Oh, never thought about him like that. See what I mean? People look at you different. When you have money, people look at you different. That's the key. You know, and, and people will start wanting to be your friend. You'll start having new friends. You'll start having people that hang around you that never hang around you. I always say this and I mean this keep your friends keep your circle of friends small keep people that you trust around you but not all now not all the time people that are around you will also be the ones that'll tell you the truth you got to get people that are that arrive with you I knew a guy who was successfully famous Kevin Hart one of his best friends that's been with him since he was in, since he was in school young that dude stole from him Stole from him. Stole from him. And Kevin's successful and famous. Kevin Hart is successful and famous. That man's famous. Guess what? People he had around him. That's what it was. Here's another one. Another famous person. Look at this. Good example. Look at this. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson had a lot of people around him. A lot of people that were just there because money. He, women were coming to him because of money. That's what I'm talking about. And another good example when it comes to that is another prime example is, is, is the one and only MC Hammer. MC Hammer had the number one hit record, made over $30 million, but he was also broke. What he did was he had all these people working for him, paying out money, and he ended up being broke. TLC, great, great, great R&B group. They had the number one hit record album, yet and still they were going back to living in the projects. They were, you know, and yet and still, you, you understand the logic of the math? They were spending, they, were, they weren't making, they, they thought they were making all this money. Reality, they wasn't. So be careful. Watch your money. Look at your money. Watch your money. Be very careful. All right? Hey, this is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. I wanted to tell you that you can do whatever you want to do. But if you're going to be successful, remember Watch your friends. Watch the circle of people around you. And always get into beast mode. Because today is your day to change your life. And the sounds of silence, it's going to get you. Remember that. It's going to get you. When I say silence, I mean you just got to sit there and take a time for yourself. Spend time to yourself. Reevaluate your priorities. Reevaluate your life. Tell everyone what you're doing. Put yourself into a mindset. Get into beast mode. And also, one other thing. I thank you for watching my podcast and listening. I thank you for watching and listening to my podcast. Not watching, listening to my podcast. And if you want to change your life, change it. And also, follow the keys. The secret is written manifestation. 
you want to manifest something, use the writing manifestation. Like I said, I'm going to give it to you again. Take a sheet of, take a notebook. Write down what you want as if you already had it. My desire is to have, my desire is to be successful in whatever adventures that I do. Write that 15 times. Keep writing it. Keep doing it every day. Every day. Every day. Every single day. Keep doing it. Then, when you achieve that, do another one. Keep doing it. You're praying, programming your brain. You're programming your right hemisphere with your left hemisphere. You're programming to be synced. When you get into that mindset, into that habit, guess what? You will be successful. I believe in you. Till we meet again on the next rebounds on everything that you do, I have faith in you. I hope you will achieve the things that you do. This is Jared Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast, and Bravo Six is going dark.